AWE are proud distributors of Sony televisions and home cinema projectors, bringing you the best content from lens to living room. For more information, visit awe-europe.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Integrated Home, the podcast that's produced by the home integration community for the home integration community. My name is Jeff Hayward, and today we're going to explore the user experience. With Cedia having just launched a new programming specialist pathway, we're talking with two people from the industry with a keen interest in the topic. Hassan Ahoyek from Unity Technology and Marcus Jackson-Baker from The Integrated Experience. Together, we're going to look at the state of programming in our industry and find out how we can improve that all-important user experience. Welcome to The Integrated Home. DBM delivers experiences that go beyond the ordinary and suspend reality. From powerful loudspeakers to state-of-the-art projection systems, and from high quality processors to exceptional acoustic treatment solutions and screens. DBM partners with pioneering brands, including Barco Residential, Complete Acoustic Treatment Systems, Display Technologies, Trinov, Waterfall Audio and Meridian Audio. We give you the very best high performance products for your home cinema projects. Like you, we're committed to achieving excellence. Visit distributedbym.com to find out more. So, Hassan and Marcus, welcome to the show. Please tell us a little bit about you and your company. Hassan, do you want to go first? Sure. So, I founded Unity Technology around about 2017 or 2016, depending on who's asking. I have a background in small business managed IT services, which was very Apple-centric. So I've been exposed from a young age to good UX and UI and actually good product um, design as well and so on. I always wanted to get into integration, but Frank was a bit scared to um, up until 20, 20, 2017 when I decided, right, I can do this joined Cedia who were a huge help back then and, and can have continued to be and did some training and sort of naturally progressed into you know the the UX and UI side of smart home integration. Unity Technology is a technology concierge design an entire whole home uh, project uh, or a sub uh, parts thereof and sort of uh, include all of the uh, user interfaces that that will control the associated technology or i can just be brought on as a consultant to design just the user interface and so on and so forth the reason i use the term technology concierge is because i'm there are quite bespoke requests i get from clients which aren't necessarily to do with the design or creation of a smart home system um, but may in some ways be closely related. And Marcus, I feel like I've known you or seen you around the industry for, what, 25, 30 years. So I'm sure you're not that old, but go on, do you want to give me a bit of background? Yeah, my name is Marcus Jackson-Baker um, and I run a company called Integrated Experience. As Jeff says, um, I've been involved in the industry since 
mid and late 90s, really, the earliest days of um, CDR in Europe, and, and have done a, a little bit of everything over the years, you know, project management, installation, system design, and so on. But I've always come back to programming and that development of user experience as my number one love of ever, everything that I've ever done. So um, around ooh, six, six years ago already now, um, I formed this company just to focus purely on developing software, and that is software for Crestron Systems as an authorized uh, Crestron service provider. So I work with integrators primarily um, to develop all elements of their uh, Crestron software, um, including um, design support uh, and consultancy, all the way through to um, commissioning of the systems and hardware. Now, it may seem obvious, but tell me, in your own words, Marcus, do you want to go first, why the user experience is so important? Because it, it is everything. It is the interaction with the technology. And having spent 25 years looking at how people use the systems we have, I hope I have a reasonable understanding of how people want to use it and how to make that experience enjoyable. You know, we, we see, unfortunately, a lot of bad user experience. You know, as, as I'm sure we'll discuss more, it's always important to not overly confuse the, the, the words user experience and user interface. They, they're two slightly different things. Some people will say very different things. Um, but user experience is about that, that entirety of interaction between the user and our systems from start to finish. You know, every, every touch point, every communication, that is effectively user experience. I would add that in my view, Absolutely, UI and UX are two different things in varying degrees, depending on what, what, what the subject is. I think in, within the smart home space, UI is quite a significant aspect of UX because the user interface, um, and I'm talking about touch panels, apps running on iPads and iPhones and, and so on. And then you've got you know, um, interfaces such as voice and uh, sensor-based interaction and so on and so forth but with the user interface it's the one intimate point of contact between the user and their technology whatever technology has been installed in the home you know it's all sitting behind that control interface um, it's what the user sees and feels and uses every day and so the way that behaves is going to be a huge influence on the user's experience of the system as a whole and I'm of the view that a really swanky, expensive hardware list with a really poorly designed UI uh, can be made to feel like it, like it was worth a lot less. And on the other hand, um, a very humble hardware list with a really good designed UI, you know, pleasing to look at, elegant, so on, uh, can be made like it costs a lot more to create. So it's the gateway to a perception of value. I mean, that, that's huge, isn't it, Marcus? 
No, I, absolutely. And I do totally agree that, you know, it, it's um, perfectly possible to, to make very expensive, huge hardware list feel like a terrible experience. And unfortunately, I'm sure we all experience it, of visiting systems where that is the case. Late last year, I did a, um, a piece of work for a dealer where the homeowner had the system reprogrammed by somebody and that that person had spent a large amount of money and a large amount of time and had delivered a user interface which was actually quite pretty um it you know looked great but it was completely unusable i visited it with the md of the integrator uh, one of their lead engineers and myself so between the three of us, we must have had 50 plus years of experience of working with technology. We couldn't work out how to turn music on. The homeowner was like, yes, this is the problem. I've now figured out just about how to make this work, but no one else can. So, you know, needless to say, we went in there and, and, and we uh, effectively started from scratch and we developed a, a are actually very highly custom user interface because the, the homeowner had quite um, poor failing eyesight and um, wanted a particular color scheme and, and high contrast to, to make it work for him. So he didn't actually really care that it looked pretty. He wanted it to look good to his eyes and to be easy to operate. So we made something that in some ways to my eyes, it, it looked horrible because it used use some very bright contrasty colors and so on, kind of things we wouldn't normally do. Um, but he loved it because, you know, he gave us the brief, I want this color and this color and this color. And, and off we went and did it. And we created a, hopefully a much better experience for him. But I was, I was appalled and embarrassed that, that the three of us literally could not turn any music on in his kitchen. Touching on, on that, Marcus, it, you know, you, you set out to, understand exactly who the user is right and, and how they need to use their technology and i wonder if you know how many integrators smart home technicians engineers where however you want to describe us actually make a real conscious effort to do that i understand and i've experienced it myself that sometimes it's bloody impossible to actually get to the end user you know you're working with someone who's two or three degrees of separation away from the end user, yet you've got, you know, create and design and install this system that they're going to be using every single day. It's of paramount importance to try and understand the user uh, and how they're going to use their technology. I 100% agree. Um, you know, unfortunately, in my position, I'm, I'm another degree separated because I, I tend not to have any contact with the the ultimate end user, but I do rely on the great integrators I work with for their communication with the end users and so on. It, it is about understanding what that person expects of technology and people want different things out of technology. Some people want, and, and the most common brief is, I want this as simple as possible. What is the least amount of stuff we can get away with um, and, the, and 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 that is actually the most common brief the the other element is somebody who wants control over at 
absolutely everything. And, and that person definitely exists and is, is definitely a large proportion of, of our client base. So for, let's say, the, the person who wants as little as possible, they want to turn to a lighting page um, on, a, on an interface and maybe be, be presented with four buttons, you know, high, medium, low, off. You then get the, the person who wants control of everything, who wants to see every single circuit within that room, be able to control every single circuit, maybe be able to scene save and so on. But understanding which end of the scale the user is at is really important because otherwise we can create an experience that is completely overwhelming if we present somebody with thousands of options and, and so on. Um, or we can present something completely underwhelming. But, but yeah, if you don't understand what your homeowners are expecting, potentially end up underwhelming or overwhelming. And neither of those are great if somebody's just spent tens of thousands of pounds and, and feels this isn't what I wanted. So absolutely, you, you have to understand that. And, and, you know, in my, my own position, that's quite a challenge at times. How typical, Hassan, would it be for a client to say, I'm happy with a configured system and then change their mind halfway through the project when they do start asking questions of can I do this I want to do that I want to change and then integrator one is is going to be faced with a, a pretty tricky situation or indeed how typical might it be that a house has got a configured system and then the person who buys the house later actually doesn't want a configured system wants it to be bespoke so you're faced with having to rip something out and put something completely new in are those two typical scenarios? If I'm um, faced with a situation where there's an existing system um, that is, you know, configured, um, where the brief is to sort of make it a bit more customised, the you know, I'll look at the infrastructure. If 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 the infrastructure in the existing system was installed in a certain way, then it won't be too difficult to remove the the control system and and replace it with something else if they insisted on the other hand that they wanted a configured system then i'd frankly have to consider if it's the right project for me um or whether i'm actually going to um bring someone in like marcus right if it if, if it if it's if, it, if the system built is a system that that is um you know, it's a it's a Crestron custom system, full fat Crestron as they call it. Um, then yeah, absolutely. You know, bring in bring in a bring it bring in someone like Marcus who can who can you know work wonders with it. It it would be a bit of a downer for me that I didn't get to you know do my thing. Um, but at the end of the day, I guess you know surprise and delight the the client. That's that's what it's all about, right? And at, at whatever cost. Uh, UI and UX, you know, it, it's a science, it's a skill, a discipline in itself, just like uh, lighting designers, um, uh, just like interior designers, just like uh, cinema, audio and visual calibration is, you know, there's no one single person 
or maybe like even a company a company that does all of that as specialisms is quite quite rare indeed right um so i i guess it's it's collaboration comes into it when when someone changes their mind halfway down the line or, or, or do you know what i mean or, or the, the property changes hands um i'm not afraid to collaborate if, if i see the need to, to get the optimum end result what are the other reasons for why there might be a poor user experience as the end result it could be almost anything um poor system design all the way through to poor hardware installation and, and then you know that you put a user interface on the front end of, of poor quality back end doesn't really matter how good that user interface is the experience is still going to be poor so th this again comes back to user experiences is everything it is the whole it's every touch point and every communication point um, between ourselves and our users you know it, it, we can it almost makes sense to just call it ux in some some elements cx in others customer experience because you know they're, they're all related but yeah there's many things that make that experience bad whether it's a system that is too complicated whether it's a system that doesn't give the functionality that the homeowner wants you know that homeowner that does want to be able to turn every lighting circuit on and off individually and save scenes and all that that kind of stuff if they haven't got that it could just be that the system doesn't work over the years unfortunately I, I have worked on on a large number of takeover projects. You know, I've seen anything and everything from yeah, very poor original system design through to very poor installation through to very poor front end work. Yeah, there, there isn't a, a simple answer. It, it could be anything. It could be something so seemingly minor, but it's the straw that breaks the camel's back, and and you know. Some some homeowners are quite tolerant of poor experience, but if there's just this one thing that really really niggles at them, eventually they'll they'll get frustrated and want want to look at a different um, way forwards. And, and you know, there's there's a million and one ways of, of solving that. And again, it comes down to understanding the user. I do a lot of of projects where we take over and so on and, and we take away user interfaces there has been a tendency in our industry to put too many touchscreens into projects the touchscreen by the the door of a room serves very little purpose it's not in the right place as i say when when you walk into a room what do you want to do usually turn the lights on again that comes back to sensing should you sense that somebody's in the room and turn the lights on but you know, a, a, a lovely retractive keypad is 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 a great thing, and and as I say, it never boils down to to money. First off, it's it's what does somebody want to do in that particular circumstance? Actually, based on what Mark had just said, I think I need to go and relocate some wall-mounted tablets um, at a few places. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely agree. Sometimes uh, tablets on walls are far too many. In a in a in a project, I, I think they have their place. You know, maybe 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 one on each floor. Door entry and 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 intercom and so on. Absolutely, you know, to to have have the the touch screen that the doorbell rings and you can talk to the person and so on and so forth. Fantastic, that's great. Equally, tablets that are on docks that can then be 
picked up and, and taken to the area and, and so on and so forth. Fantastic. So, you know, I'm, I'm not saying get rid of every piece of glass by a door, but we, as an industry, we, we have typically been obsessed with selling as many pieces of glass as possible, whereas as it, it's perfectly possible to spend just as much money on some fabulous keypads um, that do a, uh, offer that much better experience, that much more in line with what that person wants to achieve when they walk in a room. You know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, are touchscreens days outnumbered? You know, are they, they going to be obsolete soon, right? And, you know, uh, it, it usually comes from the likes of those who don't really like having to use them in the first place. But I don't think that their days will be numbered as soon as many think, because I don't see anything that is at a level where it can totally replace. Let's not forget those lovely retractive switches. You know, they, they by and large, they do either one task or very few tasks, right? There is nothing in, in, in uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is nothing that can give you the comprehensive home control or other type of space, you know, uh, hospitality, commercial. Uh, there is nothing that can give you the total home control of all the systems and subsystems uh, better than the touchscreen today or the app, let's say, right? Uh, the app running on the, an iPad or, or, or you know, or, or the Crestron or Control 4 touchscreen. There, there's no, there isn't, there's nothing that can give you that total control, right? There is no other interface. We have voice, but I think that's very, lots of people are reluctant to have voice in the first place because of privacy and security concerns. It works very well if done properly, um, but not everyone's a fan of it. Um, automation, I think, is still a sensor-based, you know, machine learning and AI is still quite, is still in its infancy. Uh, obviously, you know, some, some bright sparks will further those uh, communication interfaces. But sure, I think that touchscreen is, you know, it, it's, it's an operating system for the house really, isn't it, right? Um, and you need a graphical user interface, right, to run the operating system. Otherwise, you're going to be very limited in what you can do. And there will be learning that needs to be done and so on and so forth. So, you know, I, I, I totally agree. There's, there is quite a large focus on, on tablets on walls and stuff. I, I'm, I'm actually more a fan of, like, you know, floating tablets that doesn't, doesn't matter what room they're in. Would you say that we're asking quite a lot of programming specialists to be great at writing code, great at understanding how things integrate and work together and can be programmed to interoperate in, in ways that the user wants? But also we're asking them to be great designers and come up with great aesthetic solutions as well. As an integrator, if you're lacking in one aspect, then collaborate what how integrators collaborate with marcus or with me although i i work pretty much alone and i i try to sort of be in control of the whole 360 degrees of, of, of the system but it's to be expected that you should have a level of understanding of all of that you know not to say you you can't be a specialist in all trades you should have a general understanding of the logic of it all 
Um, and through that, you'll know what you can handle and take care of and what you're going to need to get help with. I just want to pick up on your, your original point of, are we asking a lot of programmers? Yes, we are. You know, we have always expected programmers like myself to be full stack and, and understand everything from the very deepest, darkest back end of, of the system all the way to the front end and so on. That has got us so far, but we do need to be aware of and incorporate um, both designers and user experience specialists. You know, more and more projects that I'm working with, we, we have designers on board, graphic designers dealing with front end and, and so on and so forth. And I, I do expect we will see a divergence amongst the, the professionals like myself into there will be front end and back end um, specialists going forwards. I've basically spent 20 odd years hearing that my job's on the line. Um, it still isn't, hopefully, but for some time yet. But we are now effectively competing against a large team of control fours, user experience and user interface developers, of Crestron's user experience and, and user interface developers. And doing that on your own is, is quite challenging. So I, I do think there will be more and more divergence and people will, on a personal level, start to set their stall out as front end and back end and so on. Obviously, companies like mine need to be able to deal with both and we collaborate with other programmers on projects, as well as now we're starting to see a lot of graphic designers being involved in projects. And they're either brought in by the dealer or I have brought them in um, to help with a specific project and a specific brief. We, we're yet to truly get into the concept of bringing in user experience specialists i i think it would be a particularly special project to do that on or you were looking at developing your own product um, to be rolled out across a a large number of projects um, before that that started to become economically viable but but yes we are asking an awful lot of programmers to, to even begin to make a really good usable experience in full custom software takes, takes a large amount of skill sets and, and, and each one of those takes a lot of work to develop. So to suddenly expect people to go through some classes and do, do a few exams and so on with a manufacturer and be able to produce a really good experience for even, even a relatively modest, I don't know, 12 rooms of audio and a bit of video and a bit of heating, but that, that takes a lot of experience to get to that point. Um, and I think that's unfortunately why we've ended up with some very poor experiences is inexperienced programmers who haven't got that full picture yet. Um, and, and, you know, that, that's why companies like my, my own exist, um, is to bring the skill sets to the integrators. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap things up now. Hassan, what one piece of advice would you have for integrators listening to the show if they want to create a great user experience? I'm going to lean towards uh, addressing people coming into the industry as integrators, right, to, who decided they want to be integrators. 
I think it's very, very important for integrators coming into the industry to understand the theory of it all first. What is a smart home? Why is the technology, what, why, why even have a smart home? You know, what, why, why, why have it over simple switches and remote controls? Get them to understand what a smart home is, what the subsystems are that make up a smart home. Like I said earlier, you know, where does one device's response, uh, role stop and another device's role start? And, and then make up your own mind about which direction you want to go in. Because like Marcus said, there are many disciplines within the smart home space and many of them are very, very specialized. So you might find that you very much fit as an integrator are going to fit into one of those disciplines and that's going to be the thing that you do and you're known for. So learn about that. And just keep an open mind and, and never stop learning and look at as much examples of, of other people's work as you possibly can and hopefully arrive at, you know, an offering, a USP that is yours and only yours that will set you apart from the rest. No, that's good. Good advice. What about you, Marcus? One, one piece of advice? It sort of largely follows on from be open-minded. Have a very good understanding of what you and your company offer to users and understand if your offering is not quite correct for your user. Let's say you only do configured systems and you really, you, you know in your heart of hearts that, that you need to look beyond a configured system. Don't be afraid to partner with another integrator or a service provider um, to bring skill sets in-house. So understand your limitations, but don't be afraid to go beyond those limitations by partnering with other integrators or service providers. Thank you, Hassan and Marcus. Another topic where we could have talked for hours. Great insights, gents. If you enjoyed this show, then please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Integrated HomePod, Twitter at Int HomePod, and Facebook and LinkedIn at The Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of AWE, Sony, and distributed by Meridian. We are a Wildwood production. Integrated Home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that, we need your help. Visit togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.